Welcome to Lash Anarchist Podcast. I'm so excited today. I have Lacey here. Lacey, what's your last name? Salem. Like, oh, it is Salem? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know why I didn't realize that, but Lacey yeah. Salem. People either pronounce it like I'm a like like a different culture or like they just assume that I'm just a witch. So <laughs> I feel like you probably were a witch in a past life who was definitely yeah. like burned at the stake. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, that's that's the vibe I just accidentally give off anyways. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. Actually, so I was texting my friend yesterday. We send each other like Twilight TikToks or anything related to the to the Twilight books. Uh-huh. Um because <laughs> we both like fell in love with them when we were like that's 24. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I sent her something. Oh, it was like this woman was asking her husband how often he thinks about the Roman Empire. Oh, I saw I saw a few videos like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that trend. I don't think it was her husband now that I'm saying this. I think it must have been maybe it was like a gay bestie or something. But she's like, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And he was like, oh, I've seen that. I actually don't. But I think about Twilight like every day. (laughs) And I was like, this is us. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) He was like, yeah, yeah, I don't think about the Roman Empire, but my Roman Empire is wondering if I was a witch in a past life and like what I would have been <laughs> the stake for. That's really funny. Yeah, I get that or like vampire, like like what we do in the shadows. Have you watched that? I haven't. Oh, my God. It's like oh, the I love office. It's huh? so I'm not a big like vampire person at all, but yeah. it's it's set up like The Office, but with vampires. So it's like oh. a documentary and it was actually a movie first. Okay. And then they like years later were like, oh, screw it. Let's just make like a show out of it. It is hysterical. Dave and I dressed up as two of the vampires that are a couple last year for Halloween. They're, they're, it is so funny. Wait. Now I feel like I have seen part of it. What's it it's, on? Uh, it's on Hulu. What we do in the shadows, and it, like the movie might come up, but then there's also a show that has five seasons. They just finished the fifth uh, fifth season, and it is hysterical. Okay, it's like right next to The Office in my mind. <laughs> I need to watch this. I think I started watching it. Okay, well, I was going to say, like, I actually love vampire stuff. I just rewatched True Blood. I love Vampire Diaries. I have, I love all the Twilight everything ever. Yeah, you'll love that show then. It's amazing. Perfect. The humor is just so great. (laughs) It's so great. Well, I... I wanted to ask you, I know that you have, like, so... I'll let you describe it, but I'm just going to, for the listeners, I wanted to talk to you today because I'm really excited about like the future of people retailing lash products. It's Mm -hmm. like one of my lash predictions is I feel like people will actually stop starting product lines. They'll start retailing product lines that are already have been proven to be pretty successful. Um, and I made like, um, I made a freebie online course like a long time ago. I actually took it down because so, it's so outdated, but mm-hmm. it was like wholesale versus starting your own product line and the pros and cons of both. So I wanted to kind of get into that with you today, but like, can you kind of tell us how you came up with the idea of starting your 
I guess it's like yeah. a, a van store. I don't know. Yeah. Don't yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, honestly, it was at LashCon last year when I was just like, I went there with like the, the idea and like the mission to like, knowing that that was such a great opportunity to meet all of the owners of all those companies in person and actually make like an in-person connection. Cause to write an email is just so like, Oh, this is just another email. So I like really made it a point last year to like go after and meet with anybody that was there from different brands that I felt like weren't going to compete with each other that had really strong like brand identities and that didn't they had different audiences so that that way starting out, I wasn't having a bunch of brands that were very similar with each other, but um, yeah, it was really there. And I, I figured lash artists can't always like step away when we're with a client, we're with a client sometimes for two to three hours at a time. So if we have another client coming in and we know that we're going to run out of something or we just dropped our tweezer on the floor or whatever, that we don't really have anywhere to go versus a hairdresser who, while their client is processing for 45 minutes, could technically run out and grab something or whatever. So I really wanted to be able to like bring products to artists and make it really convenient. So that way, whether they place an order online, I'm just dropping it off. We don't even have to have an interaction half the time because I'm just going, I'm dropping it off, leaving it right outside their door and and leaving. Or they can schedule time to, if they're not sure or they're a new artist and they don't know what they need yet, I can kind of like schedule a longer gap of time to come and see them. So I just wanted to be able to bring products to people, to artists that are already established brands that they already are using, or even if they're not, now they get to try them out and see them in person versus buying something online, hoping it comes in time, and then hoping that it's the right thing um, and that it was what they were looking for. And I just feel like every other niche of the beauty industry has that except for us. So that was really... um, just something that I realized being a lash artist for eight years now that that's happened to me plenty. I think I have another bottle of glue in my cabinet and all of a sudden I don't, and now I'm out of luck. So I just, um, and I just love educating too. So Mm -hmm. for me, I've been using some of these products for years and there are so many artists, I think, especially on the East coast, for some reason, we are so far behind when it comes to the rest of the lash industry and the rest of the country that it, there was just like a need for some sort of education and connection. Um, I don't know if it's just like a New Yorker thing that oh. we're kind of say uh, that again. Sorry to cut you off. No, I you're going to say, uh, no, I've noticed a huge shift moving yeah. here into Florida. Oh, yeah. It is, I think, just it's an east coast thing i i remember a long time ago i'm gonna say a long time ago this is probably like um probably like eight or nine years ago my girlfriend moved to jersey she moved Mm -hmm. to hoboken and then um she was doing lashes and it was kind of like it was really hard for her she was like i can't like build a clientele like it's just not like it is you know she moved there from utah And I was like, 
like you can keep going, you know, like we charge so low here. Like you can figure it out. And she was like, no, like people don't get their lashes done here. Yeah. So I feel like it's still very new. Very. Yeah. And, and it, I, I always compare it to, to like anything else in the beauty industry. Like I feel like even in like, just to use California and then New York is like a point of reference, California, everyone gets plastic surgery there. Nobody tries to hide it. It's very open. Same thing with lashes. Everyone gets lashes there. The bigger they are, the longer they are, the fuller they are, the better. And out here in New York and just on the East Coast, everyone gets work done, but doesn't want anybody knowing. So it's a matter of like, yeah, it's just, it's just so different. And it's just so delayed. Like everything almost, it's weird because everything else like fashion and all of that stuff. Like I, I find that New York and this side of the country is like a hub for that. And for some reason with lashes, it came from the opposite direction. So it's very strange. I, I can see that just because I watch so much real housewives, but like, (laughs) (laughs) if you look at like real housewives of OC and Beverly Hills, like if you don't have plastic surgery, you look wrong weird right yeah but like new york none of them like they obviously have like boob jobs or whatever but even their boob jobs are toned down yeah it's like they don't all look the same like it's not Mm. cool to look the same that's very west coast um and then beyond that like i was just gonna say if i'm really like uh really thinking deep into it like the culture is completely different in other countries you know, our countries are literally, our country is humongous, but in other places, countries are as big as our states are. So technically we could have like 50 countries in the United States. And we kind of do like based off of like how states act independently Mm -hmm. from each other. But like, I really do think that there are different cultures, like there's a different culture in Utah as there is California, Texas, New York, even Florida, like just oh, yeah. completely different culture. Sometimes you go to another state and it feels like you're in a foreign country. You're like, what the heck is going on here? Literally, it's, I, I yeah. just got back from Seattle and it felt that way to me there. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, speaking of vampires, like right when I pulled up, <laughs> I went to uh, Edmonds with uh, with Mackenzie she was my uh-huh. backlash and brow and uh yeah right when I pulled up I was like I would not be surprised if I saw some sort of a sparkly vampire at any point today like I'm just a but yeah just like the trees there were like as tall as freaking like like skyscrapers they were I was like yeah. holy shit I feel like I'm in a completely different country like this is wild yeah. So yeah, I think that yeah, the beauty industry like in that aspect is just not even like with lashes, it's just yeah, it's very different in different states. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, we're just so far behind. I mean, I, for me on the East Coast, I'm talking specifically in New York, but I mean, you you're finding that too in Florida, right? Yeah, Florida's interesting because like I'm in St. Petersburg, which is like it's near the beaches. Um, so I feel like it's got like a different vibe. It's very like Seattle, Portland, like hipster, mm. um, understated. But if you drive 40 minutes into Tampa, it is a completely different story. It reminds me of Scottsdale. It's very like bougie. Like you can have a giant right. job. You can have giant lashes. That's normal. Right. And then you go to Miami too. It's even more like 
Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I've never been to Miami. I'm taking my son next weekend. Miami's intense. Hold his hand tight. So okay. <laughs> We're going just for one day because one of his favorite YouTubers has like a live show. Oh, and cool. Yeah. He like really wanted to go. I was like, I'll go with you. So we're going to go to the show. It's at like one o'clock in the afternoon and then we're going to spend the night and then go home. So Brickle over there is really pretty. What is it? I think it's called Brickle. Brickle. Oh. Something like that. Um, It's like, I think it's like a little like island off of like near Miami. And it's like, oh, like very upscale they have like the luxury stores there and like shopping and all of that and it's a little more um like not corporate but like a little more like professional I guess you could say like a lot of like professionals come over there and then come to Miami like at night it's really pretty they have some good restaurants stuff over there too but yeah no even like within Florida there's so many different like cultures in different parts totally yes totally Um, it, and it's a mixed bag too. Like I, it's, I don't know. It's so weird. I also, I'm all not to get into this or totally off track again, but I love getting off track. I've been looking at neighborhoods because I'm wanting to like sell my house and just like move inland a little bit. So we don't get flooded again. Mm -hmm. I've been (laughs) driving around neighborhoods. I saw that. That looked crazy. We have really bad flooding here with all this rain too. Yeah. I saw that that's happening in wild. But I'm just noticing like how in the, I don't know if I'm in the South or the East, but you could call it either, I think for Florida, but it's very like, there's a lot of cultures in their bubbles right next to each other too. So like you can go, I don't know, you can go to where I work and get really subtle, like uh, a little wet set that looks completely natural like your real lashes but then you can drive 30 minutes like towards tampa or towards miami and you're getting like 25 millimeters you know or but they're like they're so close to each other is what i mean whereas like i feel like in in arizona california like it was very much like it's all mega volume there's like the style that's in style right now and that's kind of how it is Mm -hmm. and that's so funny i mean there are few people there are we have pockets like that too here on long island in new york that are mega volume but it's always the young girls so like anybody who's like past like 30 everyone else is like natural So like my clientele, I live in a rather like affluent area and my clientele is like 30 and up and they just all do natural, very, very natural. Like even the volume is natural. Like I don't do mega volume at all ever. Like I never have. So wild because in Arizona, that was my clientele and all I did was mega volume. Yeah. I don't know if that'll eventually come. Like I have a few clients who have been doing their lashes for like six, seven years now and slowly they've gone like thicker and thicker with the volume because now they're used to it. So now they want more, but I mean, even I had one client who was doing like pretty thick volume and then COVID happened and we came back and I gave her what she was used to. And she was like, Oh my God, these are way too big, way too intense. And we've gone back to classic on her. So like, yeah, it's, it's I think it's funny kind of that culture thing again because like I'm thinking of one of my most affluent clients in Scottsdale she also drove a pink Bentley 
And that was just normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's none of that happening here. <laughs> yeah. It's like some parts of the United States, like it's fun and cool and it's fine to be flashy. Whereas like right. other other parts, I really, I am an expert on New Yorkers because I watch Real Housewives of New York. Just kidding. <laughs> but it is for them, like their style is completely different. It's all understated. It's like you want people to know that you're wealthy, but by not being flashy. It's like if you're yes. flashy, you're like new money. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly how it is here. And that's like kind of part of like what I was getting to too with like New Yorkers. I think like with lash artists, we're so, it's just a general like stereotype of New Yorkers. But honestly, I always say that it's true because I'm even like this, like we're not nice. <laughs> and, like we're very snobby and like in our set in our own ways. And when it comes to like lash artists, none of us know each other out here at all that's wild like at all I know Dennis and maybe like two other lash artists and that's it like none of us are friends none of us hang out none of us help each other and I remember when I first moved into my uh studio when I first went off on my own there was a girl that was doing lashes in the same building and I was so excited to have another lash artist like bounce ideas off of and if she ran out of something or I needed something we were going to be able to like help each other out she wanted nothing to do with me anytime I was I, I went and got my lashes done by her we were going to barter I get up and I she finished my lashes I sit up and she's like oh like your services don't interest me like I don't want to barter with you after she had done my lashes I was like whoa hey <laughs> so I guess I'm paying for this now which was fine like she did the good work whatever but like she yeah like anything that I brought up about how I do technique she was like no that's not right like no the way I do it is better and that's just how everyone is out here so like a big part of what I wanted to try to do too was I know that there's nice people out here and I know that there are people who either want help or mentoring or are new and do feel that weird like disconnect with lash artists that don't want it to be that way so I've I've just loved to going around and meeting everybody in person and like actually like making a connection and saying like hey we're not all assholes like (laughs) (laughs) you're breaking Um, the ice (laughs) yeah and like there are so many I would say the majority, probably like 70% of lash artists out here have been lashing for under two years. So there's such a huge potential too for just like helping and mentoring and training, which I love doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I mean, while some of the brands that I carry are huge and the rest of the country knows them, there are so many artists out here who don't know Borboletta, who don't know PLA, who mm-hmm. don't know, you know, like, I've noticed that it's it's just so wild to me like isn't it shocking they're in their studio with their blinders on and don't even know what Lashcon is like don't know who Paul and Tussany are don't know who you are you know it's just so insane to me because I've been no I've known all of this information for the past like five six years like I just it's so crazy like do you, I, I guess I just always question, like, are you just so confident in your one class that you took online that you don't want to learn anything else? I, don't, I, I just don't think they know anything different. 
Right. Yeah. It's just so wild to me because then there I am showing them all these great products and they're like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, What I use is fine. I'm like, oh, my little last girl I found here. Um, she taught herself on YouTube when she was 15 and like, well, she has an amazing story. I have to bring her on the podcast. She's so funny. Um, Cause she like dropped, well, she got kicked out of high school. So she's just started doing lashes out of her mom's like trailer and (laughs) YouTube. She's never taken classes, but now she like works for another lash artist, like a lash lounge and she teaches classes. She's such a good lash artist. It's so funny, but she's so young and she's been doing it for six years, but like she didn't know about like all these products either. So I brought her some. She was like, oh my God, you actually have like a real product line. Like she didn't expect me to have like packaging and stuff like that. I was like, yes, right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She- yeah. It, it's just so interesting to see. And, and it's not their fault or anything. Like I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just so interesting that it's just like when I went to LashCon for the first time, I was like, how does everybody know each other? Have you all like been like hanging out for years? Like I was so confused the first year that I went because I was like, what is going on? Why is everybody so nice? Because again, my inner New Yorker is like, why are you talking to me right now? Like, do I know you? Like, so yeah, it's wild how different like the culture is that like anywhere else. And then you come to New York and it's just the complete opposite. Yeah. I feel like it is just kind of like, it's going through the same phases just a few years later, like things hit later. Yes. So yeah. you wanted to start almost like a, like an Uber Eats for lash products. So you said other, other industries do this like hair, like, yeah, being kind of the same yeah. model. Yeah. So there's um a few guys out here on Long Island and they have a van and they do it more so like oh i'm coming to you today do you need anything cuz this is your chance okay if you don't if you don't catch me i might not see i might not be coming around again for another month because he'll just go all over the island and i wanted to make it a little like more friendly <laughs> than how some of them do it like they're very abrupt and just to the point of coming today you're not there you miss out type of thing yeah. whereas I kind of wanted a schedule time and knowing that there are artists that don't know these products yet to be able to have the time to explain them mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I initially wanted to start it off and be all mobile um but I I definitely found quickly that people don't mind traveling to come and get stuff on their days off. So Mm -hmm. I am kind of switching. Um, I think I'm actually going to not have the van anymore, but I'm still going to do deliveries, but it'll be more so because right now the van is set up. Whereas you like, you can come hop on in and like shop in the van. Like it's a little pop-up, which is fun. But at the same time, I'm finding that there are plenty of times where people aren't even coming out to the van. They've already placed their order and I'm going in and I'm dropping it off for them. Yeah. Um, So I'm finding that it's not necessary really to have the van, whereas I can do it out of a regular car. I'm just dropping off the products to them still. So I am like pivoting a little bit. Um, And then I'm I'm hoping soon to get... um, 
like a studio. So I'll be back in like the Sola type of salon situations where it's just like the small studios. Um, so I'll be working out of one. And then I hear in my building <laughs> that I'm in that another one is going to be opening up soon because I really want to be able to do trainings too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's something that how I do trainings is a little different. Um, I teach like a different technique, but besides that, I like building a kit that has different brands in it versus sometimes when you're taking a course with a specific brand, you're only getting their products. And as a new artist, especially now you're just set in your mind that, okay, this is all I'm going to order. And I don't know anything else. There might be a different lash that works better from your tweezer that works better or an adhesive that works better for where you live and the humidity that you're working in or whatever. So I, I, I like being able to build a kit that has different options for them in it. So I'm hoping that I'm able to get another studio in the building that I'm going to be in and set up like a one-on-one training there and then have a store for people to come and shop in. Um, so that's kind of like the pivot that I'm I'm doing. I'm still going to do deliveries and all that stuff, but I think people like being able to come in on their own time, not have to be in a rush, being able to like try out a tweezer and try out things and sit down and like chat for a minute. Like I, I'm not, I'm good at sales in the sense of I want to actually understand what you need. And sometimes to do that, you need to be able to sit down and talk with somebody um, because I don't ever want to sell anybody anything that's not going to be useful for them. So that's kind of the pivot that I'm making from just being in the van versus actually being able to have a kind of like a storefront. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I I do think people enjoy almost like going to a store and picking stuff up. I know my mom's stores, they're strictly lash bomb, but they do really well. Like people like to go pick stuff up, but even if it's just on their lunch break or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like with having the option of delivery, that's pretty cool too. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I've actually seen there's another uh, girl that I talk to sometimes on Instagram. Uh, I think she's in Idaho. She um, she'll actually have like Uber Eats, like Uber, like pick up the stuff and go deliver it. I don't know if I'll get into that necessarily. I mean, if it gets so busy to the point where I do need someone else doing deliveries, maybe I would do that. But I just thought that was like a really brilliant idea, too. I mean, granted, it's like when you get food off of Uber, it's double the price. So you got to figure all that out. But mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody needs that adhesive that bad, then they See, very well might pay for it. I'm such a convenience person. If I need glue and I've got appointments, like I'll pay 15 extra dollars for that for a delivery. Sure. Fee. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah, I would. Yeah. That. There's definitely plenty of people who don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think to something that I might do in the future, some of the brands allow me, some of them I have to kind of talk to, but um, to, to be able to ship too, because it, it drives me crazy as an artist when I want something specific from three different brands and now I have to pay shipping because I'm not meeting minimum orders. Mm-hmm. So versus being able to get three or four or five brands all in one shipment. And even if it doesn't meet um, free shipping standards, at least now I'm only paying for shipping once. So that's something too, that I think in the future would be really cool to do. So now you're able to get Lash Arnicist and Borboletta and whatever else all in one box 
And now you didn't have to pay for five different shipping. So I think that's something too that um, I think will be really cool in the future. Do you remember Lash Exchange in Texas? Um, She was doing that for a long time. Like she had like Lash Affair, Lash Makers. Um, She had another brand in there that uh, maybe it was, was it like, Fuck, I, I don't remember. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. Some old school brand that I can't remember their Bella name. Lash? No. Lash? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was JB. Okay. She sold their stuff online and um, she did it for a while, but she stopped doing it. I almost feel like she was like before her time, but mm. she was just like sick of the retail game. And honestly, that's another thing I wanted to talk to you about retail wise. Like why... So many people are like, I want to start my own product line. Um, but it's like, for me personally, like I did start my own product line. I didn't totally mean to, but like, that's the way that it ran off. I don't know. Like, I'm like, right. <laughs> it just yeah, started. No, like, it just got a mind, like a, like a life of its own. Yes, it totally did. Um, but like, I made these products to just use in my own like kits, my student kits. And then I was selling them through Lash Bomb. So it's kind mm-hmm. of funny. I kind of forgot that. And then I told somebody that the other day and I was like, oh my God, we're coming full circle. Cause now I'm like selling them through Lash that. Bomb again. Right. Um, <laughs> not yeah. quite yet, but I just, I learned really quickly that like, first of all, just retail in general is a completely different job. It's a lot of inventory. It's a lot of numbers and it's not a lot of designing, which is what I thought it would be. That's the fun part. So what made you decide you wanted to retail other brands instead of starting your own product line? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like when I got like really inspired last year at LashCon, there are just so many great brands and great CEOs doing such a good job that have such an established brand identity, marketing audience that there really isn't any more room for more. So I just, and I see it all the time. There are so many girls that I go to even here that when I'm doing deliveries that have their own brand and I'm like, that's great. I love it. I mean, but you're gonna struggle because I always, again, it's always easy to kind of compare to us to the hair industry because they've been around way, way longer than we have. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we're forgetting to kind of look to that and see what they've done and what did and didn't work. And we should do that more often because they, you don't see, I mean, yeah, sure. You see like new hair care brands come out, but every hair, uh, every hairstylist that you meet doesn't have their own brand. So why are we connect, make, trying to make that connection where all lash artists should have their own brand and then they should do trainings. And then, you know, like, it just doesn't, like, why? I, I, I just, it doesn't make sense. So I, unless you have some product that is about to change the way we do lashes, you're gonna struggle. Unless you come up with some sort of tweezer or or an adhesive that's just so outlandishly different than how we've been doing things in the past, 
and you're going to have like a star child that's going to literally change everything. And then you'd have like a product line that follows behind that. You're going to really struggle. There's just, I, I I'm forgetting the exact number, but I think it's like, there's 12 different like personality types. And in every industry, whether it's hair or nails or whatever lashes there's different personality types and once all 12 of those have been fulfilled there might be a few others that are similar but slightly like tweaked in different ways but once that all has their own like match to those 12 personalities that's it so unless one of those big companies goes out of business for some reason and there's a gap to fill for that personality type it's already done like it's finished like Amika and I don't know Paul Mitchell, they're totally different audiences. So right. it's the same thing with our industry, and I just don't think people are realizing that we have enough. There's no <laughs> need. <laughs> There's no. I'm sorry. Yeah, and it. And I don't. I would hate to see somebody invest in all of that product and all of that inventory and spend all that time doing that and trying to find a manufacturer and trying to find packaging or whatever and doing all that branding and then for it to just sit. Like I would hate for somebody to invest in all of that time and money and effort and then struggle to sell it. Because unless you have, like I said, unless you have some crazy audience for it, you're really going to struggle. And I see that it immediately goes to their Instagram and now people are confused. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go off on a whole other tangent right now, (laughs) but now we're on Instagram where you're trying to push your products, but this is also your page for your clients. Now we don't know what's happening at all. That's a whole other thing, but yeah, it's just, are you going to be a lash artist or are you going to make products? And it's really rarely going to work where you're going to do both well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's just no need for it. So when I started and I had a few people ask me like, oh, well, why don't you like just make your own brand? I'm like, because all these people have done that work for me. Honestly, they they've put in all that work and have such great audiences that are all different. Honestly, I use you as an example all the time. Your customer is so different from Borbaletto's. And so different from, I don't sell lash makers, but it's so different from lash makers. So different from PLAs, so different from Maven Arch. Like they're all so different. And those are those like big, like players that, and I mean, there's plenty others too, but there's enough. (laughs) That's so interesting. Actually, I've never heard somebody say it like that. Like with, there's like 12 different personality types. And it's like, Mm -hmm. once you have those fulfilled And that makes so much sense, actually, because when I started my product line and I'm telling you, like when it kind of like ran away with its own little personality Mm -hmm. from me, I didn't I didn't realize that I really was filling a gap that was Mm -hmm. in our industry. And I think that's why people are like, oh, my God, you were an overnight success. And like I kind of took that at first I was like, no, I'm not like, I've been doing lashes for six years or whatever, but it really was like the product line exploded really quickly. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I didn't expect that. But when I did it, it was just really good timing. People were wanting kind of a rebel in the industry. Right. And I, you know, took that. Yeah. Now there's a million rebels and it's like, 
when you come in and you're one type of a, a personality or a brand type, you're really only competing with the the ones that are similar to you. Like mm-hmm. I'm not competing with Borboletta. I never thought that no. I would. Those girls right. are not buying from me. And that's no. absolutely fine. Right. So it's like you, you really are just coming in and you're competing against brands that are similar to you. But, and my whole thing is too, I don't want to like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I do see a lot of branding that is very similar mm-hmm. uh, to oh, the yeah. larger brands. And I'm like, you're going to go up against Lashbox LA right now. Have fucking right. fun with that. Like, right. good uh, luck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying too. Like, you gotta. And I think sometimes, like, like I was saying earlier, there are people that are so in their own world that they might not even realize that they're doing that. They maybe saw totally. one ad on Facebook, like, oh, that's cute branding, and not realizing who they are mm-hmm. and that they are a huge player because they've never even heard of them before. And now you're going to try to do that by accident and you're going to struggle and you're not even going to realize why you're struggling. You know what? Another thing too I want to throw in here is the reason why my brand did take off is because I was training so much, but also because I had so much local community. Like Mm -hmm. I knew so many lash girls. I was friends with all the lash girlies in my area. So I had a lot of like local people buying from me all the time to the point that they were asking me to put it online so that I could ship to them. So they didn't have to come to me. And that's when I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this, you know? And so Without building that community locally and in person first, I don't think it would have been anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then like that kind of made you realize that there's a need for it. And right. But yeah, I think people start their product lines and they're they don't have a local community of lash artists that they're friends with that would buy from them. Right. You can't right. just put something online and people start buying it. That's right. I mean, and it's the same thing with the trainings. That's great. You made an online course and you're just throwing it up there, hoping that it sticks to the wall. Like mm-hmm. it's, you're better off honing in on your craft, doing more lashes and getting so good at it and so busy that you can keep raising your prices and spend your time doing that. Not, not trying to create a line that I'm sorry, is just gonna struggle. Um, and you know what? Even with retail, though, I feel like if you do want to get into retail, like you have, it seems like you kind of have a local community that you've built up recently, too. Mm-hmm. Like with the van idea, like if people are going to come shop at your store, you still have to work on a community. So I think people like yeah. skip that step pretty often and they Mm -hmm. think like oh I'll build the community when I have the thing it's not field of dreams it's not build it and they'll come like you have to meet the people and then you build it (laughs) right see if there's even a need for it in the first place before you start doing something like that yeah it's just like yeah there's already enough it's like yeah I don't know it's like Kat Von D's makeup and like benefit. Like they're two different people. They realize that there's two different clients there. And when girls are making lines now, they're not realizing that there already is something very similar to that already. And now they're just going to fall by the wayside before they even got a chance because a lash tray is a lash tray. Yeah. <laughs> an adhesive is an adhesive. 
So it's, they're not that different. Uh, I I agree. And there's so many on the market now that like, really, unless you have like extremely innovative products, like you were saying, like I always, I always mention Maven artistry, mm -hmm. like she doesn't put out a product without a shitload of thought into it. And it is always something unique that nobody has in the industry yet. Yeah. And I think that's why she said she hasn't put out lashes before. She's like, I don't know how to put out anything that's not already out there. Right. Yeah. No. And I think that's, that's really smart to just be self-aware and to know that I'm not going to create another thing. That's there's a million of already. Right. And chaos. (laughs) Some of the pros of retailing other people's products lines, like a couple you already touched on, but uh, like brand recognition, they have already like established um, identities and reputation. So you're not trying to build all that on your own. Um, But also for me, I think there's a lot of other really big benefits of retelling other people's branding or brands in um, one of them is that you can buy in lower quantities and they get shipped to you immediately. You're not putting in an order, you know, into a different country and then waiting a long time for it, hoping everything like pans out. Yeah. Um, another thing is if you have an issue with the product, like you can talk to a local company, you know, local in the United States directly rather right. than dealing with a manufacturer and having to like work all that out, which can be costly and timely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I briefly when I had my salon and I had a few employees, I was and I I didn't ever brand anything, but I did get some lash trays from overseas and it was always inconsistent. They'll send you a sample and then you think, oh, this is how all of them are going to be. And then you get the next batch that you ordered X amount of some crazy number and then they come and it's garbage. (laughs) Yeah. So that happens so often and it it's just not worth the risk of maybe selling a tray a month. Like it's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I've had that before um where they changed the backing on my lashes and Oof. so like every now and then somebody'll say something about it still and I'm like, "Oh my god, I thought I cycled through all that batch, but like we'll mm-hmm. have like a weird one where it's lifting on the edge and I'm just like but like that was a big problem for us for a long time. And I have like, there's not, you can't really open the lash trays and test to see if you're sending right. out ones that are defective, you know? So you just kind of have to like, hope oh, that nobody yeah. says something, you know? And if they do, you send them new ones and I don't know, but it is, it's really, it's hard. It's hard dealing with those things like in bulk, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I think a lot of lash artists, like I said, too, they just like just focus on your clients and give go- good customer service to them. And like, you'll be fine. You can make plenty of money. And it's a lot easier, honestly, to do that than it is to try to create a brand. Mm-hmm. For sure. It just, yeah. So do you have any idea when your store is going to be open? Um, so there's word that somebody's moving out of a studio in the building that I'm in, um, like maybe by the end of the year. Um, so as of right now, I just have everything in my home. (laughs) So I was in a bigger spa 
And I closed that down. I lost both of my staff members and I had surgery. So I'm kind of downsizing again, which I'm actually really happy about. Um, Salon ownership and like caring for a team is a lot of work and it's Mm -hmm. not all daisies and roses and it's really intense. Um, And I did it really well. And I'm very, I'll say I'm proud of myself, but at the same time, that is no joke. (laughs) Uh, And it's, it's intense and you could just forget about doing everything else because that's 24 seven all day, every day. And it's, it's, so I'm really excited to kind of downsize again and be able to bring my focus back to doing the supply stuff. Um, Cause I really, really like helping other artists. I really loved teaching aesthetics. I really love teaching lashes. So I'm just like really excited to get back into that. And uh, yeah, now that my focus is going to be back on that again, I really hope to like get it going and get some more brands and expand on the lines that I already have. Um, So yeah, I'm just excited about that. (laughs) I love that. And I know people can't see our Zoom right now, but you got surgery on your wrist. Yeah. Okay. So can you not lash right now? So I have been, and I probably shouldn't be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I, I honestly think it was from the first like three or four years of me lashing and not really caring about my posture and my ergonomics and um, just not really caring about myself at all. Um, So I had a torn ligament and a ganglion cyst. And they needed to be repaired and removed. And um, so I'm in like a soft cast right now, hopefully only till Thursday. I swear if I have this still for LashCon, I'm going to be super upset. It's going to ruin all my outfits. You're going to have like a like a sleeker you'll yeah. have one that matches your outfits yeah stuff. no I'm definitely gonna get something else if I do have to have this on but yeah so I I definitely didn't like really take care of myself for years yeah I don't think <laughs> um, I'm gonna do it first yeah so I uh that's another thing too is just uh, I I just didn't want to be in my big space anymore with no team and dealing with this now so um yeah I'm just glad that that's over and uh (laughs) eventually I have to do my other wrist too which is gonna also suck because that'll be my dominant hand that I have to get done next and it's not gonna be great but um yeah that's (laughs) so I want to ask you just like a couple more questions about this for people that are considering wanting to start retailing so I know you said you went to LashCon and you just like approached brands that you thought wouldn't compete with each other that you liked. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like, um, what was I going to say? What brands do you retail? So I have yours, which I love, and I have to order more adhesive. Yay! Um, I, I have, <laughs> I have, um, so I have Lash Anarchist, Lash Reality iMagic, which is a smaller company, but I really like them. Um, They're really, really sweet people. And they have um, like a whole like palette kit, which I love. It's all magnetic and your tweezers stick to it. And it's really awesome. Um, I have Prolong. I have Borboletta and PLA. And then I also carry some permanent makeup stuff. And I really hope to get into like aesthetic lines too, like skincare stuff. 
And my idea too was because I knew you and I got to meet some um, like owners of the companies in person, I really hope to like kind of prove the concept to then be able to go to some skincare lines too and be able to show them like, hey, you're missing out on a huge audience of people who are solo operators that are tired of buying Dermalogica. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, there are so many... There's so many great skincare lines that just estheticians can't even purchase because they're either huge purchasing orders or they don't want to, they have no interest in being in like a small, like solo spa type of situation. Um, So I really kind of hope to like prove concept with this and then be able to show them like you're missing out here on like a lot of business because there's a need for it. Nobody wants to go into Cosmoprof and see all the hair care products and then have a sad, sorry section for us that has no lash stuff and has no skincare stuff and has like the crummiest wax ever. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a reason for that, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. My mom was approached to be in like a Cosmoprof, but it was a, was it? Oh, really? I think it might've been Cosmoprof. Yeah, but the way that they want to do it, it's almost like how you've seen like, I don't know if you've seen this, but I have seen people who have started a product and I've seen this with a lady that started a journal and she, she talked about in some article that I read how getting into Target was the worst thing she ever did for her business because they buy your product at so low and then they have all these weird rules to the point that like, a lot of the time you're in these stores and you're paying to be on their shelves and there it just ends That's up crazy. like she ended up losing a bunch of money from it and she had to like take it out as soon as her contract ended and she's like oh, I wow. sell direct now because she was like yeah. they they try to say like oh it's brand awareness your product is all over the whole country and she was like yeah now i'm just losing money all over the whole country so right. it's like a weird, it's weird. Um, and that's you have crazy. to pay. To, I didn't know that that's how they did that. You have to pay extra to put your product at, at an eye level shelf, things like that. Or you just go on bottom shelf. Like it's really interesting. So if you love retail, if you're looking into retail, um, retailing other people's stuff, like definitely like read about some of that stuff, like the history mm-hmm. of retail. It's really interesting, but um yeah with Cosmo they wanted they oh my god they wanted to like they wanted to buy product for less than what my mom even got it for like it was really it was weird it was yeah that's very interesting I mean I would love to be at like a like a Sally's level but like make sure that it's beneficial for all the brands that are going to be in there that's so crazy well and I think that there's a way so I think it's because they're so corporate and that's why Mm -hmm. I'm predicting that these you know stores will be popping up where people like you are going to have their retail spots and I think they're going to be really important And, and heavenly lashes in California I think has proven that this works right and that it can work on a larger scale. And that's, I mean, she's modeling it perfectly. So, yeah, um, no, it just, yeah, it's definitely time because mm-hmm. we don't want to buy things online. And sometimes we don't have time to buy things online. So 
yeah, if you need something that day, there's no ordering it online and waiting three to five business days to get it. Um, I mean, and there's so many aspects of what we do too, that it's very obviously hands-on. So to be able to like try something in person, to try a tweezer in person is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, buying it and then it's not grabbing the way you need it to grab. So for sure. Well, do you have all your outfits for LashCon? <laughs> I have like one and a half. Um, <laughs> I I am realizing now that it's next week. It is, is that right. Holy shit! Yeah, it's not this weekend. It's the next. Ah! I'm not ready for any of that. I'm speaking. I'm teaching a class too. Oh my god! Um, I. Uh, yeah, no, I really hope I have to talk to I have to talk to Paul. <laughs> um, so I'm teaching like a like a social kind of event. I'm teaching like a painting paint and like wine class. Oh, you are. Yeah. So and we're going to Um, I think it's Saturday afternoon at like two o'clock. So there's actually not anything else really going on. I think there's like a VIP thing that's happening. So I don't know when you're going to are you going to put this out before? then yeah I'm actually gonna put it out like tomorrow (laughs) okay yeah so I'm teaching I think it's Saturday at two o'clock we're gonna paint um a really pretty like abstract eye kind of a thing on a how do I sign up yeah so that's why I have to reach out to Paul right now I'm realizing because I don't know if he put it up on the site yet but um I won't put this out until you tell me (laughs) <laughs> yeah no do do it yeah because I'm gonna he sh- I think he might have done it um but yeah we're gonna do it on a canvas tote bag so then that way you can use it to go shopping okay um yeah. cool I want to we'll have you'll get a glass of wine with your ticket and then you get to keep the tote bag obviously and then you can use it to put your stuff in because there's so much shopping to be done there so <laughs> yeah I know we like made these really big bags and then I keep seeing a lot of people making really big bags. I'm like, we're just going to hand these bags out, turns out. Um, <laughs> no, I for sure want to do that. I love a, a paint and sip so much. I'm yeah. not drinking, but I will be sipping soda water. Perfect. And But I want to <laughs> sign up for that. I have a class on Saturday too. So I'm just going to like plug my class right now. But it's like, it's all about the strip lash look. Um, that's Saturday. I think it's at nine o'clock in the morning. You can still sign up for that. Um, what are you speaking on? Um, so I'm speaking with strategies, um, with T-based pay. Yeah. So we're gonna, uh, kind of just go over what that means and what it entails. And I'll be on a panel with, um, Michael, who's, uh, the CEO. And, um, I know Shelby, I think is going to be on there and there's one or two other people too that I haven't met yet, but, um, you know what day that is? Sunday. Okay. Um, it's during like a breakout session or is it on the main stage? I think it's a breakout. I think I saw it actually. I think it's I'm a not, breakout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really great for anybody who has a team and is either struggling dealing with them or struggling with clients wanting to stick with one particular artist all the time. So there's going to be a lot of like good, just like tips in general, but then also like obviously discussing that team base is our preferred way of running a business. So, mm-hmm. um, 
or yeah. for anybody who is thinking that they want to have yes. a salon eventually, like get prepared, like get all the information now. Yeah. Which is actually my exact situation. When I went to LashCon two years ago, I sat in on all the strategy stuff and I had listened to when they were on a LashCast podcast. And I really like did a lot of homework before going to LashCon, knowing that I was going to kind of, that was going to be my next like step. Um, Cause two years ago when I was at LashCon was as my salon was being like built out in New York. So I was so stressed that first year at LashCon because I knew back at home there were like, there was like construction going on that I should be there for. But like, I knew that this was so important for me to get this information. So I, um, yeah. And then when I came back in March was when they had their, they call it like an incubator class. And you kind of learn everything that you need to know to whether you're starting off or if you're switching your salon from a commission to team-based structure. And so I was really lucky that I started team-based. I didn't have to like transition staff members from commission to team-based. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was huge. And I love like working with them. And though I have no team now, I still coach with them and they're just awesome. I love them. Yeah. I hear nothing but good things about strategies. Yeah. They're no joke. That's the name of their company. (laughs) Um, and they're so nice, like the nicest people of all time. Um, and like, uh, Shelby Lash Boss, yeah um pink lady lash in austin like she's been doing team-based pay forever use strategies and she's super successful with it so yeah it's a proven method it definitely works and i think it's so smart like to get all that information it's so much easier to start a salon in oh my god yeah in team-based pay you know compared to like transitioning people yeah team-based pay it's it's hard to do an overhaul I was I think one of the only people that they've ever worked with that started that way Mm -hmm. um so like many many people yeah many many people that coach with them are salons whether it's hair or in our industry that have been like in deep 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 debt and like are so mismanaged and their finances are all over the place so they have helped like huge huge like companies that have like 20 team members cutting hair or whatever that are just debt free now and doing good so they're really cool i love them that's the thing i don't i'm like i don't want to talk about salon ownership too much but i think that salons have a hard time being profitable and you really have to be so diligent about your numbers and the way that you do things because a lot of salons, like they're just there with a name and they're not profitable at all. Oh yeah. I would say, honestly, I would say most. And it's sad Mm -hmm. because yeah, we're beauty professionals. We haven't ever been trained to know how to do a business, you know, to, to run a business in the business sides and the finance side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and like me personally, I didn't have, like, I don't have, uh, like a co-owner or anybody else. Like I don't have a partner. So for me, like, they're my partner. Like I don't do anything big without asking my coach first. So it's yeah. nice to have somebody to like bounce ideas off of when for you don't sure. have anybody else. Oh my God. I'm so excited for LashCon. I can't I'm believe I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited yeah. to see you. I'm excited to see Steven. I know, dude. I'm so happy Vike is coming with me this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the like, guys are going to have fun. 
Yeah, I was like mildly depressed last year without him. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I was being such a little bitch, I... like leaving all the events early. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were there. You were there. But yeah, no, I, I was just telling somebody the other day how I almost like kissed somebody else's husband when they were in the alien oh, costumes. Yeah. Oh my God, that was so funny. I He had the same exact body as Dave. And in the alien I... <laughs> outfits. Wait, was it Carly's husband from Lash Reality? I think it might have been. I think yeah. it might have been. Because he got all up in my face. So I was like convinced that like, he why would. would any of them do this? And then after the fact, they were like, oh, we couldn't see anything in those. We were like going up the, the aisles by smell. Like we couldn't see anything at all. And I was like, oh my God, that wasn't you. He was like, no, I was on the other side of her. I was like, well, I almost kissed this man. <laughs> it was so God. funny. That would have been hilarious. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm excited to see, like, honestly, I... Like you are, you, do you have a booth this year? Oh, my God. My dogs are crazy. Hold on. It's okay. Um, Yeah, we have a booth. I am actually teaming up with Lash Bomb because they are, like, absorbing my product line, basically. Right. Um. So, eventually, I'd say, like, next year, you can still go to LashAnarchist.com and buy my products, but you can also go to LashBomb.com and buy my products that way, too. And they'll all be shipped from LashBomb. So, we're kind of coming together. We're also coming out with some DIY lashes. And um, so, we're kind of, like, I don't know, like, collaborating on that. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I love that. So we're just kind of like coming out as like a team. And so we have a booth together is what I'm trying to say. So it's cool. so fucking cool. I designed the booth, but then like Anne put it all together and they have another like designer. He's he's like a he's a warehouse boy, but he's like really good with like um, I don't know, just like I had the vision, I kind of drew it up, I told him what I wanted, and then they like the put logistics it of it. Yeah, and it's gonna be weird and cool and creepy. <laughs> I feel like that'll be cool for you though, because I feel like last year you were all over the place and like just spread way too thin. And I felt so bad. All I wanted to do was help you guys. I know. But yeah, no, that'll be cool. Cause then you'll get to like actually like hang out and like socialize with people. Whereas last year you were at the booth, you were on stage, or at the booth, you're on stage, you're teaching a class, you're on stage. Like, <laughs> dude, that was crazy. I don't know what I was thinking last year. It was way too much. <laughs> and like, I'm the type of person, I like, I hired people to be at my booth, but I'm still, I guess it's the Virgo yeah. in me. People are like, do you need help? Like, you guys asked me so many times. And I'm just like, no, 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 I'm fine. Like, I really don't think I need help, but then you helped me anyway. And I was like, wow, I did need help. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also felt like people were waiting for you to be at your booth. Mm -hmm. So that way they can see you. Yeah. Because like there was no point in hiring people. Like I should have not been the MC of LashCon and I should have just been at my booth the whole time because that's where, and then that's where I had the most fun too. So I'm excited yeah. to be at the booth this year. Nice. Um, and I only teach one class on Saturday so I can be at the booth when it's open and I can still go to like some of the talks and some of the classes. Um, but yeah. And then of course I love, I love the parties. And now that bikes yeah. get me there, I'll have my like comfort blanket with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, so this year, like, um, it's funny. So for the lashies, I won 
one of the awards and like I when I filled it out was when I knew that the girls were like leaving my 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 salon so I was like oh I'm I'm gonna be like doing for the the salon owner and then I'm gonna be there with no team and then I'm also gonna be speaking for strategies which is team-based with no team <laughs> I know. So it's like it's gonna be a little weird for me but um well, I think it's it smart it though to have you speak for strategies because you're somebody who started out with oh yeah, okay. Um, and I would if I ever did that again, I would a hundred percent do it again because it's just the right way to do it in my eyes. Right. I had I had worked for a spa too that was team based, but was only doing it doing the parts that benefited like the owner. So even from like the beginning of my career too, I knew that there was potential in the way that they were trying to do things, but wasn't really doing it the right way. So when I came across them, I was like, Oh, this is how it's supposed to go. And it's yeah. Um, So yeah, but Dave will be with me. And I'm actually bringing um, my cousin who I also taught how to do lashes and we're sharing a studio now. Um, so it'll still be cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, all right, cool. Well, where can we find you on Instagram and other socials that you might be on? Yeah, uh, it's Lacey's Lash and Aesthetic Supply on Instagram. Um, the website is on there. So if you're on Long Island, I can come and deliver to you. And I mean, honestly, I would love to get into like the shipping too. So if you do want to order some stuff, reach out and I could definitely work something out. And uh, yeah, you'll see me at LashCon. I will be teaching a painting class. So come paint with me. And uh, yeah, I'll be there. I am going <laughs> to that. Yeah, no, it's going to be really fun. Um, is Dave going to your painting class? Uh, he better. <laughs> Okay. Well, otherwise he's going to be playing pool or something with Vike. So <laughs> that's why I was asking because Vike hates the paint and sips. Like, oh, so we're definitely going to make them go. Yeah. He's like, oh, I suck at that. He gets mad at himself because he sucks at it. And then he'll like, he look hasn't at- been taught by me though, how to paint. I could promise you he's going to be able to paint this. No, he's so funny. I'm like painting is subjective like it doesn't have yeah. to look like anything and he'll he'll look at mine he's like yours looks like a bob ross and then mine looks like total garbage i'm like it's cute he's like it's blobs he gets oh my god frustrated but if dave's there he'll go so that's yes but know. also keep in mind dave's a tattoo artist so he's gonna feel the pressure painting next to dave <laughs> i well okay so my dad but dave can help him dave can like be his personal uh painting teacher oh that I mean, but that see, I'm like, if Dave's there, I know Vike will do it because he just wants to hang out. Okay. Yeah. But the last like paint thing we went to, poor Vike was next to my dad, who is a painter. Right. And it was hilarious because like my dad just went off and did his own fucking thing. Like she was like, we're going to do this. And he was like doing like an abstract, like all like tiny dots. Like he was <laughs> doing his his different thing. And Vike was like, I don't. I can't even like copy off your dad right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. So. <laughs> Poor Mike. I know. I'm so excited that he's coming though. We like definitely missed him last year. I know. I thought it would be better without him last year because he is kind of like my enabler. Like we're like party monsters together. And I was like, I have to work every second this year. So like, maybe it was fine that he was gone, but I also was just like, I wished that he was 
there even just to like yeah even just like the support of it you know yeah like I just like him being around but (laughs) I oh oh my god so (laughs) when I told Dave that Vike wasn't there that he didn't come like the look on Dave's face was like real heartbreak like he was so actually disappointed and I told Vike that the other day I was like his face was actually sad so he's gonna be very excited you guys are gonna have a great time yeah, no, it's going to be cool. Yeah, because I was uh, I watched the video that Paul had put out about um, like all the little extras and that if you're not a party person, they'll have like the lounge area and all that. And I think they have like ping pong and like a pool table. So if you don't like you still can get like drinks over there, I believe. But yeah. like if you don't want to like party hard that you can like go and chill there and they're doing like a movie night, I think, too, or something. Mm-hmm. Be cool. I'm like so excited to see this like new venue too. It's going to be huge. And all the, I think all the trade show part is like all in one big area now, right? Yes. I'm so excited. That's what I was going to say earlier. I'm so excited about the trade shows. Like I love looking at everyone's booths. I'm really excited to see that. And something I'm kind of like doing while I'm putting my product line kind of like in the hands of Lash Bomb, mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of like break off just like as an individual and I want to like start reviewing other product lines. I saw that. I really, I, cause I was thinking about doing that too, but like, I don't have the audience for that. And like, I just, I was like, oh damn, Allie. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you can build an audience through reviewing stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would love to do that too. Cause I have so so much to say that nobody probably wants to hear but <laughs> yeah no I, I know I'm like how do I do this without offending people but I think I'm just gonna do like my personal pros and cons and like if something's like not pinchable like we'll, we'll just say that that's right. I find that with lashes all the time I'm like these pinch like shit but they probably work really well on a strip, you know? So, but I want to, yeah. I was like, I want to like, like Jeffree Star. This I was issue. just going to say you're like Jeffree Star. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mean though. I love him, but I just want to, so I'm going to go around. I'm going to be buying so many different things from so yeah. many different like companies because I'm, I'm going to load up for my reviews. Yeah, no. And I would love to like, um, like I just want to get yeah, let everyone know too like if there's any other brands that are interested in partnering with me to be able to sell their products too so that's like where my head is at because like the first year like I said I was there as a lash artist versus last year and this year I'm I'm there for like this you know to like do the how it changes over time like that's why yeah. I always like I try to remind people, like, don't get so stuck in, like, I want to have a product line or I want to be a salon owner. It's like, yeah. gonna, like, ride the wave and see where it takes you and don't have expectations about it because you never know. Like, I had no idea that I was going to eventually be selling with Lash Bomb again. I didn't think I was going to work with my mom ever again because I right. wanted to keep those boundi- boundaries clear. But, like, now it's it's different. Like, it feels right again. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, like, yes, ha- have an open mind, but I will. I'm going to come after your mom again, too, because she did my lashes last year on the floor. Oh, and yeah. I was talking to her and um, Anne about, like, selling her stuff, and I want to I wanna revisit that for sure. Oh, they'll, abs- they'll love that. That's, like, yeah, I'm, I was going to say I need to talk to you about that later, but, like, when things switch over, I'm not sure, like, how the wholesale will work. I have to figure that out. but. 
Okay. Yeah. Cause like, even if I could, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. <laughs> But they would love you to like retail their products. They have like a whole wholesale program. It's really solid. It's very structured. So it's really good. Um, But uh, well, what the fuck was I going to say? I don't remember now. Oh, yeah. Just like, yeah. Don't have it like in your head. Like things are going to change in your career. But the one thing I was going to say for sure is sometimes it really is not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. Networking events are so important. Like I wasn't able to grow my community, my networking until I started. Honestly, I started just taking classes and getting to know people that way. And then these, you know, these seminars, these conferences started popping up and I was like, all right. And it really was like, um, the Vegas trade show when we threw our party, that's when I was like, okay, there's something here. Like we need to be throwing parties. We need to be going to events. And if they're not there, we need to create them. And yeah, I was going to try. So me and uh, two other artists that we've kind of become friends out here, we were thinking about doing something too. And even if it's just like a social event yeah, with maybe like one or two speakers about business stuff, because I feel like that and like, that's what I love about Lashcon too, is that it's so business oriented that you're actually learning things there. You're not there to just shop and pick up products. Like, sure, that's a part of it to see what's new in the industry. But at the same time, like, don't sleep on going to all those classes because there is so much that I learn still every time that I go that it's like you, because I know that there are some people that go and just like wind up partying too hard and don't get to any of the classes. Um, So like, don't do that to yourself. It's not worth it. Like get your, get, get your money's worth by going to the classes for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, I love talking to you all the time. Thanks for coming on here. I think this will be really valuable for everyone listening. Um, But yeah, so check her out. It's Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y. Yeah, Yeah. Lacey's with an S. um, Lash and Aesthetic Supply, which is the longest name ever, but now it's too late and there's no going back. You know what? Because I really want to get into like aesthetic stuff too, because I'm I'm a big skincare person. I don't want to just and like permanent makeup stuff too. So I didn't want to just limit it. So that's why the name is 10 miles long. <laughs> it's fine. It's very descriptive. We'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, my hopes was to almost like have the connection of being like Sally's kind of, but for us. I like that. I love it. I'm really excited to see like where the industry goes in that direction of like retail. So I love it. Well, thanks for being a pioneer. Um, (laughs) Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you. I can't wait to see you next week. I know what I'm so not ready. I'm so not ready. It's not even funny. I have to ship these tote bags to California so we can paint on them. There's way too many things on the list. Yeah. Well, (laughs) good luck with that. I'll try to figure it out. Yeah. Well, all right. We'll see you later, girl. See ya. See.